Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Election day now, just a few hours away. This is absolutely incredible. And it is down to the final stretch, everybody. And we will be with you. I'll be joining you live as results are coming in tomorrow. And it is going to be a really fascinating, powerful election night. And I firmly believe this is one of the most important elections of my lifetime. Sometimes people just kind of say it for hyperbole. This time, I really mean it. I really do. I mean, I sit there and I'm like, oh, my goodness. There are such stark contrasts between so many of the candidates. There are also razor-thin margins between some of the candidates. And this is so pivotal in terms of who controls Congress. Of course, the House, the Senate. Um, My prediction, I think there will be at least a red wave. I don't know how much of a red tsunami, but it could very well be a red tsunami. So what are your thoughts as to what is going to happen with Election Day 2022, now just literally hours away? And do you think that it will be very much a big red wave? What are the big issues to you? Do you think, as I do, that the Democrats have really missed the mark? In so many ways, when it comes to inflation, when it comes to crime, uh, when it comes to education, the fact that they were labeling parents as domestic terrorists. Uh, What about the fact uh, that they don't even want to talk about Afghanistan? They don't even want to talk about the border. We've got a president who's been in office now for quite some time. He won't even go to the border. He won't even go visit it. Um, What do you think are the big issues and what are you voting tomorrow? Who are you voting for? What are the issues you care about the most? And do you feel, as I do, that the Democratic Party has just been tone deaf? It's all been about, like, the threat to democracy. And I call it sort of those who are basically slamming the Republicans as being election deniers. Meantime, by the way, the Democrats are already saying, well, if things don't really go our way, hint, hint, Uh, We might challenge this. They have attorneys and a whole bunch of different precincts around the country. So that sure sounds like potential election deniers to me. You know, I mean, what a bunch of hypocrites these people are. It's like if they win, oh, the election's great. But if there's an issue or if they're losing, well, maybe there's a credibility question with the elections. What a bunch of hogwash coming from the Democrats. And yet I've said it. I think that they are border deniers. They are crime deniers. Uh, They are inflation deniers. They're economy deniers. They're certainly crime, uh, you know, in terms of major cities deniers. I mean, there are so many issues. These people are such a bunch of hypocrites. And I want to hear your thoughts tonight as to who you're voting for, why you're voting, and also if you believe 
that it will be a red wave or if you believe it's going to be a lot more? Or do you think there may be some big surprises tomorrow? Where do you think those surprises are going to be? Because I'm going to be with you literally as the results come in. I can't wait. Um, So it'll be fun to be going through it with all of you. We'll be literally getting the results together and going on this uh, incredible Election Day 2022 journey together. And I can't wait because I love elections. I've covered politics a long time. And boy, is this one going to be one for the record books. And there's always surprises. There's always like somebody, you know, blows it out, even though it looks like it's razor thin or somebody comes out of nowhere. And who knows also with the polls this go around, guys, because you look at the poll numbers and a lot of times some of the polls are very accurate. But then there's some other ones that you go, well, you know what? A lot of times people don't want to talk to the pollsters. They don't want to tell them what they're really thinking. Um, They also don't feel comfortable. Who knows, you know, if they're worried about getting on some sort of list. You know, who knows also what's going to happen between now and Election Day tomorrow. There's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, there could be some new twist and surprise. I didn't see uh, Fetterman having a stroke and not being able to speak on my, uh, you know, uh, choice for October surprises. You know, and here it is, crime, stunning. You see it completely with the Lee Zeldin race. That race is now neck and neck. Um, And by the way, coming up in just about 10 minutes or so from now, we are going to have one of the great pollsters who's usually spot on in so many of these races. John McLaughlin is going to be joining us in about 10 minutes from now. He's just leaving a Lee Zeldin rally in Nassau County, New York. So he's going to give us his take on all of that. Talk about the Hochul Zeldin race. Will he pull it out? They literally are neck and neck. The Trafalgar poll has him a little ahead. Some of the other polls have him just slightly behind, but he is right there in blue, blue, blue state of New York. And also, by the way, in the next hour, we're going to be talking to John Solomon. John Solomon, of course, uh, the great founder of Just the News, to get his take on so many of the other races happening around the country. There are so many big ones. Is Carrie Lake going to make it as the next governor of Arizona? What about the Oz Fetterman? Uh, could we know tomorrow? What about Herschel Walker? Warnock, that's another one. Uh, Laxalt, what about that one in Nevada? Is he going to pull that out? And, of course, Tez Masto. What about also all the other ones? Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. My goodness, that's another biggie, too. Uh, so, boy, we are watching every single race. There are so many of them. I want to hear about the ones that matter to you and where you think things are going tomorrow in your state, in your area, and why. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Now, you know the Democrats are desperate because they're seeing the polls, too. And they know that they're going to get their butts whooped. The question is, how much of a butt whooping are they going to get? Right. So here is James Clyburn of South Carolina. This is stunning. Here he is. He's the House Majority Whip. Uh, This is like the number three position right in the House. This guy is also the guy who helped get Biden elected because he helped him to win the South Carolina primary, which was really important. And he basically said, and he doubled down this weekend. But first off, this is what he had to say, where basically, if the Democrats don't stay in power, basically, it'll be like Nazi Germany in America. That's essentially what he said. And that's not even an exaggeration. I wish it was. But this is what this loony Kazuni had to say. But losing this democracy could very well be the end of the world. Set aside the economy, worries about crime, which are at the top of all of voter polls about what they're worried about. And instead, vote for you or the world is ending? 
Nobody's saying the world is ended. You did the say there, though, that it could be the end of the world. The, no. Democracy will be ended. The world will continue to exist. The world was here before Hitler. The world was here after Hitler. That's what we're saying. No, the world will not end. The kind of world we have, the kind of country we have, we've got to decide how do we want to exist in this world. And that's what we're talking about. This hyperbole is not a part of what we are saying here. We're talking about what kind of country we have and what kind of world we have. Oh, it's not hyperbole to say basically uh, it could be the rise of Hitler and this could be Nazi Germany. Uh, what uh, That to me is so disgusting. And here's a little bit more of what he had to say on Fox News Sunday. Are voters, though, out there listening to this message to infer from what you're saying that if they don't vote for Democrats in this election, that they are somehow supporting something akin to the rise of Hitler? No, if they don't vote against election deniers, if they don't vote against liars, people who lie, know full well they're lying. We all know they're lying. This was the cleanest election in the history of the country. Uh, Donald Trump's own uh, appointee said it was the cleanest in the history of the country. So if they're lying, they're denying, they're trying to delete, they're trying to nullify votes, vote against that foolishness. This guy is nuts. I mean, to me, that is a desperate and disgusting smear. And here is how Newt Gingrich describes the Democratic Party of this moment. The Democratic Party is rapidly breaking into two wings. Uh, there's a weird wing and an insane wing. Uh, both of them are out of touch with reality. So is it a weird wing or is it an insane wing? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Um, let's go to, gosh, we got a lot of you guys, which is great. Let's go to Anne, uh, line seven. Anne, your thoughts about all this. Uh, or Jim Dobre. Um, I voted. Jim Dobre, thank because, you. Thank you very much, Anne. Go ahead. Love you. Because, uh, they had early voting and since some sort of handicapped, it's easier. I decided to go for early voting because I can get closer to the poll. I don't have to walk that much. And uh, so I went to early voting. But what I wanted to mention was people need to pay attention to the proposals that are on the ballot. That's really important. And it's just as important to vote no. <laughs> no, you're right. And and you are 1000 percent correct. And by the way, I also early voted, too, because I'm going to be really busy tomorrow with all of you guys. So I also voted um, and said hi to all the poll workers. I took some pictures, had a good time. Um, and I was there because I wanted to get it done, too, for the same exact reason. And you're right. Um, you know, sometimes you don't have all the time to look at all these paragraphs. Study it up before you go into the voting booth, those ballot proposals, because there's a whole bunch of them on the backside on a lot of ballots across the country. And in New York, there's a couple that are like, do you believe in justice and this? And then when you read through it, you're like, uh, can I teach CRT to my kids? You're like, ah. Uh, maybe that's a no. <laughs> 1-800-848-9222. Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to Monique. Um, let's in Rhode Island. Go ahead, Monique. Line five, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, so I just was thinking about this. Many states are seeing a sharp rise in crime and alarmingly New York has. 
And those who have been gone soft on crime say, well, that's because of the pandemic. Oh, okay, maybe there was a rise in crime due to the pandemic and the lockdown, but how that does not explain why certain officials have gone soft on crime, why they implemented cash-free bail, why they're not prosecuting criminals. We see repeatedly in New York, criminals just are arrested for terrible crimes and then are immediately released and commit another terrible crime. So the fact that, that the pandemic may have caused a rise in crime, that doesn't defend or explain why certain officials are going soft on crime. No, it doesn't. And you're right. It's like everything else also, Monique, because you're right. They're saying, OK, well, first, maybe the pandemic created it. Um, but it's almost like uh, gas prices, Monique. That's how I feel about when I hear those excuses, because now, just to your point, they're not saying anything. They're not saying that the, you know, the no cash bail is a mistake. Um, you know, they're not talking about any of the problems that have happened with them in the past with crime. They're not talking about the lack of support for police officers. Oh, no, no. It's either COVID. It's believe me, if they could blame crime in New York and crime in all these other cities on COVID, they would. Um, and if they could do it on Russia, they would. You know, but it's like gas. Uh, first, it was Russia's fault. Now it's big oil's fault. Now it's it's everybody's fault. But Joe Biden's fault, even though he said over the weekend, no drilling. Um, but you're right. They will not take responsibility for anything. And in fact, they're actually minimizing it. And I couldn't believe that Kathy Hochul actually said that Lee Zeldin was, quote, hyperventilating over crime. He's not hyperventilating. He's telling people, I will try to come up with a plan and I have a plan to keep you safe. He's already saying this is a huge issue. We all see it's a huge issue. But Democrats want us to not believe what we're seeing with our own eyes. And you're right. They have no excuse. So they're just trying to kind of like throw the darts wherever they can. And I think it's a desperate attempt. And I think voters see through it. When we come back, everybody, John McLaughlin talks about the Lee Zeldin Hochul race. We'll talk about crime and a whole bunch more coming right up after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, the polls open, and wow, just uh, about an hour and a half, my goodness, depending also where you are across the country. Uh, a number of them uh, open up uh, Dixville Notch. I always love hearing about that. Dixville Notch in New Hampshire. That's where they do, it's like, uh, what is it, like a handful of them? I think it's like 10 or 12 people vote or 20 people vote. But you can always say, oh, I won, or I, I got uh, seven versus the other person who got five. Um, and then, of course, um, across the country, many of the polls opening 6, 7, 8 a.m., uh, some of them closing as early as 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to be with you through results tomorrow night. I'll be hosting here, so definitely tune in, everybody. And who better to give us a read on where the races are going uh, than the great pollster John McLaughlin, CEO and partner of McLaughlin and Associates. Uh, John, I, I understand you just came back from Nassau County, New York, for a uh, Lee Zeldin event. Tell us about it, and how do you think that race is going to turn out? 
Uh, well, it, it seems to be very good, very promising, and we think he's going to win. We just need a good turnout tomorrow. Uh, as far as the early vote goes in New York, the Democrats needed to rack up a big margin. They don't have it. Uh, there's Nassau County's done a phenomenal job getting the early vote out, where instead of a Democrat edge, you've got uh, Republicans, Democrats running virtually even, which is good for Lee Zeldin because we'll win 60 percent of the independents and we'll take probably 15, 20 percent of the Democrats. So if if those margins hold up, they've also had a, a, a very strong turnout in Suffolk County, uh, both. Nassau and Suffolk individually have turned out tens of thousands of more voters than Hochul's home county of Erie. Plus, it looks like New York City has been low in certain parts where Staten Island is doing very well, almost as many votes as the Bronx. Uh, you, we've got there's very strong Zeldin support in the uh, Orthodox uh, religious communities in Brooklyn and other places in the state where yesterday during uh, uh, early voting, there were hour lines, an hour long waiting line to vote at where a lot of the uh, 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 Orthodox religious communities live. So uh, Lee's attracting support from well beyond the Republican Party. He's getting majority support among independents. He's getting very strong Democratic support in the city, in the outer boroughs, Asians and Queens, uh, Hispanic voters throughout the city, uh, even a good share of the African-American vote. So uh, if, if if those ratios hold, uh, you know, he'll be the next governor and Kathy Hochul will lose. It's a very tight race right now. And even the media that was saying, oh, she had a lead, she had a lead. But then polls came out like uh, Trafalgar had a, had Lee up a point. Uh, Kellyanne Conway had the race tied. Um, you know, we, we know that it's a dead heat, the race. And the undecideds want to vote against Kathy Hochul because they disapprove the job she's doing. They think New York State's on the wrong track. And they certainly want to turn around cashless bail and end this crazy where they, they release all these criminals. They were, they're paroling at thousands of criminals. It's amazing. Havoc on people. I was just, I mean, New York City is, is this was what it was like in the 70s. It was worse. It and is. It's worse now than it was then. And, uh, you know, people can't go on the subways without looking over your shoulders. And you're, there's homeless, there's drug addicts on the street where, you know, I mean, the poor woman right before the New York City Marathon, you got fifty thousand runners coming to run the marathon, and and a poor woman got raped on the on the on the west side jogging, um, and by a homeless guy who'd been arrested multiple times. Yeah, arrested over and twenty times. Hey, you know what's amazing, yeah. John? And um, we just have about two minutes or so left. But um, I want to ask you. You know what's amazing to me, John? That Kathy Hochul has basically come out and said it's a GOP conspiracy. Lee Zeldin's hyperventilating. Even Bill Clinton made a joke about crime, which I found I find all it so distasteful because even MSNBC, uh, Stephanie Rule was questioning Kathy Oakham was like, we feel we don't feel safe. Like she's like, what are you talking about? You know, it's bad when MSNBC is taking Hochul to task. Exactly, because that's why Lee is, is in such a good position to win this race tomorrow. If we have a good turnout, Lee's going to win because the Democrats didn't hit their marks on the early vote. We're going to hit our marks tomorrow where the majority of voters are going to vote for New York. And I include such a broad spectrum like, you know, any I mean, any person with common sense wants to end this right now. you got to fire the district attorneys, like Lee says, fire Alvin Bragg that don't enforce the law. But he needs the voters to help him fire Kathy Hochul tomorrow because this is ridiculous that we're out of touch, that she thinks this is some sort of conspiracy 
and she tells us that crime isn't is down or something. I mean, I mean, people, it's too close to home. I mean, there was a shooting on Lee's front yard by gang members while he was campaigning in the Bronx during Columbus Day, and he's got teenage daughters. I mean, this is unbelievable. No, it and is unbelievable. Real quick, John, in New York do you, John, knows a crime victim. Do you? So. Sadly, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. It's so pervasive, John. Real quick. Um, we just have literally a few seconds left, but do you think we'll know tomorrow night? I think we'll know tomorrow night, but it'll be late. New York, in the beginning, they're going to count the absentees in the early votes, so we may be losing because they've changed that since last time. We may be losing, but as the election day votes come in, Lee will be ahead, and, and hopefully he will win tomorrow. So we think he's going to win. We just got to get our vote out tomorrow. Absolutely. So. Everybody get out and vote. Uh, John, you are so awesome. You got to join us tomorrow night, too. We are so grateful to you. Thank you very, very much. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Maryland, where, by the way, President Biden's going to go for his final stop, even though it is a blue, blue state. But. Nobody else really wants him to campaign for him. But anyway, in Maryland, the state police there uh, rescued a hiker by helicopter on Saturday after a medical emergency near the summit of Sugarloaf Mountain. Uh, Police say that the aerial rescue happened around 2.30 p.m. on Saturday after callers reported a hiker who had suffered a medical emergency and was almost an hour away from a rescue by ground transportation. Police said that Trooper 3's pilots maneuvered their chopper into position about 84 feet above the rescuers and patients. From there, a dramatic rescue took place with a rescue device and trooper first lowered to get the responders below. Now, once the patient was secured, they were hoisted up to the helicopter, which was hovering at an altitude of about 104 feet. Trooper 3's crew provided care to the hiker immediately in the air, and then transported the rescuers and the hiker to a nearby hospital. What a powerful story and just an incredible story about the amazing work our men and women and blue do every single day. And think about how dramatic that must have been to go there to Sugarloaf and save that individual and also help the rescuers get out to as well. And that is why, believe me, I am such a huge supporter, as I know all of you are too, of our men and women in law enforcement And I hate when I see some of these candidates who are so anti-police and have talked about defunding the police, also talking about no cash bail, so many of these different, different issues. And that's why tomorrow everything is on the ballot. Crime is on the ballot big time. You just heard from John McLaughlin, the great pollster who joined us, who talked about crime, crime, crime. I mean, that is an enormous issue, especially in New York City. And imagine If New York turns red, 
starting at the governor's office, boy, that would be an enormous change. And boy, you would see dramatic changes with bail laws, uh, with D.A. Alvin Bragg will be packing his bags within minutes because Lee Zeldin has said that is priority number one. And I say bravo to Lee Zeldin on that. I mean, that is unbelievable that Alvin Bragg is still as the Manhattan D.A. after all these horrible fumbles and bumbles and after this revolving door and the fact that Kathy Hochul has said, oh, I'm going to give him some slack. Uh, Do you want two more years of slack on Alvin Bragg? Wow. What a mess, a mess, a mess. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. First off, here is Kathy Hochul, by the way, on MSNBC. And here is Stephanie Rule, the host there on MSNBC, because crime is so bad, it's such an obvious issue, that even MSNBC is questioning the governor about this. It didn't look like she saw this one coming. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. We'll never be San Francisco. Why? Because we are already making a difference. We already have homicides and shootings down dramatically, dramatically from what they had been last year dramatically. And that's the most heinous of all crimes. There are other crimes that are up. You know what's up most? Grand theft auto. Why? Because catalytic converters, because of the precious metals, are highly valuable. So people are ripping off catalytic converters. I don't think we're worried about catalytic converters right now. I mean, that's the best she can do is we're not going to be San Francisco. And then it got even worse. This is, to me, just obscene. Here is Bill Clinton at a rally for Hochul because, of course, she had Biden there. And we're going to get to that later on in the show because what a disaster that was. He, like, almost fell off the stage. And then he said no drilling anymore. So he basically uh, said, hey, guess what, Pennsylvania? You're going to lose millions of jobs. That's really inspiring people to stick with the Democratic Party. Wow. But anyway, here is Bill Clinton at the Hochul rally. And he essentially makes a joke about crime as if there's something funny about crime in New York. They want us to think, oh, it's all one big figment of our imagination, just like the open border, just like inflation. And isn't crime funny? Ha, ha, ha. Well, we've actually done something about that, we Democrats. First, Governor Hochul. You won't ever... Lee she makes it. he makes it sound like... Kathy Hogan gets up every morning, goes to the nearest subway stop, and hands out billy clubs and baseball bats so everybody gets on the subway. Isn't that a laugh a minute? Isn't that funny? Like, you know, boy, crime is so bad that you got to worry about that. You'll be lucky if you have a billy club with the way things are going on the New York City subways. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to, let's go to Andrew, line three. Go ahead, Andrew, your thoughts about all this. Hi. Uh, Thank you for picking me up. I just wanted to say one thing. Everybody for weeks has been talking about Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, but nobody's been saying anything about, you have, in New York State, we have Letitia James 
and we have uh, Chuck Schumer on the ballot, which are equally as important. One thousand percent. One thousand percent, Andrew. You're right. I haven't heard anything about those two, and it's just so vitally important to remove Chuck Schumer. First of all, Letitia James is, I mean, she she's the kind of like on the front line of enforcing all this, you know, cashless bail, everything we've been talking about. I, I can't even talk. I'm so upset about it. Well, well, and here, Andrew, by the way, Andrew, about it more. we have actually on this show, I had Michael Henry on, who is the guy who's running against Letitia yes. James. And I also had Joe Pinion on uh, yes. just recently. Joe is the one who uh, is running against Chuck Schumer. Um, both of them really impressive guys, smart guys, uh, dedicated to their communities. And you're right. Um, don't exclude those races, too, everybody. Uh, focus on those. And those are two great candidates and great human beings, too, as well. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's, there's a lot on the ballot this time, Andrew. You're 1,000% correct. And uh, be laser-focused when you go into that polling booth, everybody, and know what is at stake. Um, Andrew, thank you. Great points. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Phil. Line one. Phil, your thoughts. Yeah, Rita, uh, I'm, I'm in a good mood, and I see things are going to go go the right way this time. And uh, my wife, who is African-American, she pointed out one interesting fact. She said all this cashless bail does, oh, it's great. It protects minority people who went astray. Well, you want to talk minorities, talk about the thousands of New Yorkers who've been either stabbed, injured, or, or abused, or, or killed. Okay, that's one thing. So think about that minority. But the point is, interesting fact, interesting fact, by the way, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, starting around 11, 12 o'clock at night, the moon will be eclipsed. Now, why is that important? You know why? Because the moon is going to turn at some point a dull, bright red. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Now, there's there's some other thing that's happening in the sky too. It's like tied to the moon, Phil. Maybe you know because not only is there what is there going to be like a partial eclipse and then a full moon at the same time because somebody else was telling me something else too like the the timing of this. So, are you saying that's the that's the sign from above as to where things are going? I think I think it is and I've seen these red moons before and they're very very impressive. It turns almost like a, a kind of like a glossy blood red. So, well, the point is the red symbolizes, of course, the Republican side of it. But but all told, I think the most important thing is that when people go tomorrow to vote, actually today, uh, if you think about it, when they go to vote, please exercise a great deal of caution. Don't be paranoid. Don't be scared. But just be careful. Keep your eyes open, because I have a very bad feeling deep in my heart, uh, Rita, because I'm, I, I know this country and I know some people here are not good. They might try to pull a few stunts to frighten away voters. And I don't mean, uh, you know, not letting people vote. I mean, other things which are very, very dangerous. Well, and listen, Phil, hope, hopefully everything will be calm. I, like you, pray that everything will be calm and people have to get out and vote because no matter what is going on um, or what concerns, obviously you want to be safe. Um, but let's just pray that everything goes smoothly and that um, everything goes well and appropriately and people feel, um, you know, that they can, whatever their vote is, that they can get there and make sure no matter what, you guys, um, get out and vote. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had people who said, you know, ah, da, 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 and I go, well, did you get to the polls? And they're like, no, you know, and, and I'll tell you, I got to the polls 
just a few days ago, right before it closed. I was like, literally, you got to open the door. I need to get in there. You know, because I was like, I don't care what it is. I am voting. You know, I feel so passionate, especially about these midterms, but I always feel passionate to vote. And you don't want to say afterwards, gosh, I wish I would have, because especially in these close races um, that are happening across New York and across the country, um, some of these are razor thin margins. So guess what? Your votes really, really count. Uh, There doesn't look like any runaway races, guys, um, especially on these pivotal ones. You got to make sure you get out and vote and make sure that you make a difference and stand up for freedom and stand up for safe streets and things that matter. And, you know, I don't want to tell anybody who to vote for, but all I will tell you is law and order is on the ballot. Whoever is going to keep you safe, you know who to vote for. You know, you know the answer to that. And that's what you got to do when you go into the voting booth. You got to know what is going to keep your family safe. If you're happy with the way the crime's been going and 41 year record inflation, open borders. I mean, there are so many things. Uh, I've never seen a country fall apart so quickly in two years. And that saddens me. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line three. BJ, your thoughts. You're such a lady, uh, uh, Rita. God bless you for and for being the patriot you you are, and uh, you are a lady. And you won't tell people who to vote for. But I'm an Irish hooligan from Queens, and I will tell you, you need, we need to vote red Republican down the line. Vote no on all these crazy equity initiatives, and we need to get out and vote. Every vote counts. We need to vote against AOC, who said police in the subways are racist. We need to vote against Marie Antoinette Hochul, who lets, uh, wants us to call 311 uh, when we see a crime or not call a crime at all. We can go down the line. We need to say goodbye to Mr. Alvin Bragg because he's in the wrong line of work. He belongs uh, in doing social work, not in being in law enforcement. We need or being or being a defender. He should be a criminal defense attorney for repeat offenders because that's what he's doing now. Anyway, might as well do it and get paid for it. Right. Exactly. Uh, He's well suited for that type of work. He's not well suited for law enforcement. We need to be proud of our city again. We need to be proud of our neighbors again. We need to do our patriotic duty and vote. And I, I, I voted. I went away to Texas about a week ago. And on, I came back. The first thing I did when they had uh, early voting is is vote. Uh, I, I, you know, and good for it was you. So great. And uh, we all need to vote. Every vote counts. Don't leave anything on the table. Vote. I saw them out in my neighborhood in in in, in Jackson Heights. People of all uh, ethnicities are voting Republican because they know what's at stake. It's no longer an identity class vote. People are smart. They they they're not falling for this this con game that they've been playing with us. They've been telling us there's no crime when we can see it in the street. I went home on the train today. There were three punks uh, lighting up mar- about to light up marijuana uh, on the train. Uh, ridiculous. It's like it's worse than the 70s. I've lived in this city my whole life. It's worse than the 70s now in so many ways. And uh, it's worse because people don't see it as what it is. They don't know how bad it can get. So God bless you. God bless all of all of the people listening to WABC. Please vote. You're doing yourself the best favor. And it's a great feeling. Yeah, 1,000 percent. And by the way, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, make sure they get out and vote, too. Get a whole tell bunch of people enemies. out. Yeah, tell your enemies. 
You know, tell everybody. I don't care who it is. Tell everybody to get out and vote because it is pivotal. Otherwise, the $23 you're going to be paying to go into the city uh, for congestion pricing, you won't be able to, to uh, you know, you won't be able to stomach that because that's what's on the line, too. Nobody is going to escape the uh, the wrath of the Democrats uh, because they're going to if they do hold the city, they're going to be very upset that we started to think for ourselves. So vote. Yeah, get out and vote. One thousand percent. You're right. There's a lot of like sort of uh, sneaky uh, taxes, uh, whether it's the congestion pricing or whether it's other taxes that they've even talked about. I mean, there's so many things that are literally on the line. Um, and and of course, crime in the economy first and foremost. BJ, thank you so much. Great, great message. Let's go to Sam. Uh, line eight. Sam, your thoughts. Red wave, red tsunami. What do you think? Red tsunami. They're going to lose between 50 and 60 seats in the Congress, probably between 54 and 57 in the Senate. The sleep is going to be Leora Levy from Connecticut. That's going to take out the Blumenthal. You know, that's going to be an interesting race. I've talked to Leora. She's got an amazing story coming uh, Cuban, uh, you know, family talking about, you know, fighting communism, coming to this country. Um, you know, it talks about the lockdown, certainly talks about economy, crime. You think that she's going to pull it out. That's a, that would be a biggie because Blumenthal has been around oh, yeah, for a long time. The that's the one that nobody's really talking about. They're talking about Herschel, who's going to win. I think he's going to win outright without a runoff. And the greatest fear is Carrie Lake. She's going to sweep that state. Yeah, and I think Last she's getting. She, she was ahead by 12, 13 points. Yeah, I saw that. She's in one poll has her 12, another one has her eight. Um, so she's significantly ahead, and I think she's going to win it. And I think she's going to also help uh, Blake Masters, too, who is running there for Senate against Mark Kelly, too. So I think that that could also uh, be a biggie. Sam, thank you very, very much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. Sam says Leora Levy in Connecticut is going to beat. Uh, the Democratic uh, institution of Senator Richard Blumenthal there for the Senate race. Uh, she's definitely closing in on him in the polls. So that is a biggie. Do you think that there will be some other surprises tomorrow night? And do you think that Lee Zeldin is going to be the next governor of New York? There has not been a Republican governor in New York in 20 years. Um, but look at the crime, as we've just been talking about with BJ and Sam and everybody. Crime is skyrocketing. People are fed up. Um, there's talk about the congestion pricing, of course. There's so many of these issues with the economy, and they are looking to sock us in every different direction. And then yet the Democrats don't want to even talk about crime. It's like, what crime? You know, uh, what prices? What this? What that? I, I mean, it's, it is unbelievable. Some of the deflection and the desperation coming from the Democrats and having, you know, the standard bearers like Bill Clinton and also Obama and all these others and Hillary telling us, oh, don't believe your lying eyes. They're just, they're not telling you the truth. You know, your eyes are deceiving you. Don't believe it. Uh, we see the crime. I can't I have not walked down the street of New York without smelling marijuana in the last like year and a half, two years. I'm, I'm, I'm like high just walking down the block. You know, it is so bad. And I feel like a Cheech and Chong lives on every street of New York City. And you want more of it? Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show.
Well, we've been talking about the disconnect on crime, and that is definitely a big, big issue with the Democrats. But not only that, there is a complete disconnect also on the issue of the economy and inflation. Case in point, this is fascinating. District 17 in New York, you've got an incumbent, Sean Patrick Maloney. He's head of the DCCC, which is the Democratic Campaign Committee, essentially, one of the head guys in the Democratic Party. And now Michael Lawler with the Republican Party and the Conservative Party are giving him, he's giving him a run for his money. There's a very good chance that the head, one of the head like fundraiser guys for the Democratic Party may get ousted tomorrow night in the election. And part of the reason is he is so out of touch with the everyday Americans. Listen to this question where he tells us what we have to do to get by with the economy and the inflation. Listen to what Sean Patrick Maloney, the Democrat, had to say. Hudson Valley residents are feeling pain at the pump and at grocery stores. Uh, what have you done and what do you plan to do to help solve uh, our inflation problem? Yeah, well, I grew up in a family where, you know, if the if the gas price went up, the food budget went down. So by this time of the week, we'd be eating Chef Boyardee if, if that budget wasn't going to change, right? So that's what families have to do. That is unbelievable. Telling us to eat Chef Boyardee. Here is her challenger, uh, Mike Lawler, responding to what is the stupidest statement by Patrick Maloney. Let them eat Chef Boyardee. Uh, It just shows how out of touch he is. This is a guy who gallivanted across the globe to Paris, Geneva and London just a few weeks ago. Uh, He's not in line with where voters in this district are. And on Tuesday, they're going to serve him Chef Boyardee cold. Wow, that was a great response. I mean, how insulting is that? Like, in other words, you're just going to have to make do and cut back on your things because of the Democrats' crazy, loony, lefty, you know, windmill policy. Take it or leave it and just eat Chef Boyardee. That, to me, is so disgusting. How did you like it? Did you like the steak under Trump or do you like the Chef Boyardee under Patrick Maloney? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Devin, line three. Devin, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Happy Election Eve. Um, Thank you. I just wanted to say <laughs> I'm uh, from New York, and, uh, you know, uh, Zeldin's definitely going to win tomorrow. I'm seeing uh, Zeldin signs absolutely everywhere in Westchester. And, um, you know, the, the fact that New York is this close, New York of all states, that speaks volumes about how fed up this country is with the state of affairs. And the fact, like you said, like you pointed out, you know, they have absolutely destroyed this country from every corner in just a short window of two years. And the great thing about America is every couple of years we have a chance to press the reset button. And boy, are we going to tomorrow. The Republicans are going to wipe the floor with the Democrats. And I am going to absolutely love watching it happen. Well, Devin, you got to call us back as we're in the middle of it all tomorrow night. Um, and I agree with you. I think that right now, clearly people are fed up. They're disappointed. It's a referendum on some horrible policies that we've seen in the last few years. And the leadership from the top and from the state level. Time for change, guys. Time for change. We're going to continue with your calls and also a big announcement coming from Trump. We're just getting the update. We're going to give that to you at the top of the hour. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Breaking News. And everybody was wondering, will President Trump announce tonight that he is running again for president? Well, the answer just came just a few minutes ago. And President Donald Trump making the announcement that when he is at Mar-a-Lago, his home there in Florida, on November 15th, he will, quote, make a major, major announcement. Uh, There was word, according to a number of people, that he could have done it tonight. He was at a rally with J.D. Vance, who, of course, is running for Senate there against Tim Ryan in Ohio. And Vance is a big, big Trump supporter. And, of course, Ohio, a pivotal state, not just for the midterms tomorrow, but also, of course, for the presidential race, a race, a state that president won pretty significantly in the presidential race. Um, When you go back and you look at all the numbers, he uh, did very, very well in that particular state. So I thought, okay, this is the moment. And he just decided apparently there were discussions privately with the president And now he is waiting to make a statement and a major announcement, which pretty much looks like he's going to be announcing running for president. He's not saying it, but he's like a very, very, very big announcement, uh, which he clearly was looks like planning to make tonight and then decided to delay it until after the midterms and will be making what he calls a very important, significant amount announcement November 15th. Uh, at Mar-a-Lago, and that is a very, very big deal. Of course, that comes exactly one week uh, to the midterms, which are, of course, tomorrow. That's really fascinating, the timing of it all. I think, by the way, if he is indeed planning to run for president, which I think all signs are clearly pointing in that direction, I think it's smart for him to wait not to do it tonight because, look, Everybody's focused on the midterms. The candidates want to focus on the midterms. It would steal the thunder away from a number of the candidates. Also, the midterms are happening, so it would steal some of the thunder away from the president, too, as well, the former president. So I think for all the right reasons, it is smart to wait and to do it, if indeed that is his plan, to do it at Mar-a-Lago on November 15th, again, a week exactly from the midterm elections, which are about to get underway in just the next few hours. Uh, President Trump looking like he is going to throw his name into the hat in about a week from tomorrow. And that's going to have people like Meathead on All in the Family, uh, like wanting to like go crazy because Rob Reiner was on Joy Reid. And this is actor Rob Reiner, of course, well known. I mentioned his Meathead in All in the Family. I love the show, by the way. Carol O'Connor was great. Uh, the whole t- that was great. It was, it was such an awesome show. But Rob Reiner has, like, lost his mind. It's like everything is anti-Republican, anti-this, anti-this, anti-this. And I played you what James Clyburn said with his ridiculous comments, basically, that it's the rise of Hitler. It's like Nazi Germany in the 1930s. I mean, this is outlandish. They are so worried about getting, like, just, you know, killed in the polls in terms of them ignoring the main, main issues and voters speaking up and part of the democratic process. And yet, if you listen to people like Rob Reiner, he thinks like democracy is coming to an end if you vote for Republicans. How shameful and how pathetic. But this is what Meathead had to say when he was on with Joy Reid at MSNBC. Take a listen. The other side, reality doesn't mean anything. They are only interested yeah. in power and they're only interested in and they'll do anything to get the power. They'll they're willing to kill 
literally kill to get the power. You can't have a conversation with them. The only thing we can do is try to hold on to the House, add a couple of Senate seats. It's going to be very hard. But if we don't do that, this might be the last election we have in, in a democratic uh, democracy, in a democracy. That to me is the most ridiculous comment I have ever heard that the Republicans are willing to kill. And if you don't vote Democratic, there may not be a democracy in this country. Couple that with James Clyburn basically saying that this is the rise of, you know, of Nazism in Germany in the 1930s, equating it to that and not backing down, doubling down. In fact, when he was asked about it this weekend, that to me is just this is loony lefty city. And this is how Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House, describes the Democratic Party, because he said they are desperate, they know they're going to lose, and they know they've done nothing to keep the voters either. Take a listen. I've never seen a party lose its mind to the degree that the Democrats in the last two years have just literally gone off the rails. And that's why, if you watch the poll numbers, my, my prediction is, if you see a race where the Democrats say, ahead by one point, 48, 47, they're actually behind because they're not getting any more votes. Yeah, yeah. 48, they're, they're sealing, and they're going to lose 52, 48. And case in point, Sean Maloney in New York. I want to play this again because it is so outrageous. He is, again, head of the DCCC. That's basically the fundraising campaign arm of the Democratic Party. Uh, he is also running there in a newly, you know, newly redrawn area there in New York, right? And here he is asked, what's your advice to people who are dealing with inflation, dealing with tough times, dealing with the economy? And his answer, even though I like Chef Boyardee, that's not the solution to our woes, but he thinks it is. Take a listen. Hudson Valley residents are feeling pain at the pump and at grocery stores. Uh, What have you done and what do you plan to do to help solve uh, our inflation problem? Yeah, well, I grew up in a family where, you know, if the if the gas price went up, the food budget went down. So by this time of the week, we'd be eating Chef Boyardee if, if that budget wasn't going to change, right? So that's what families have to do. That's what families have to do. Go to your Chef Boyardee and don't forget those ramen noodles, too. Why don't you make it for Thanksgiving? Imagine you're going to really be able to keep your relatives that way. Why don't you give them a couple cans for Christmas, too? one 800 Those are the words from the head of the Democratic Campaign Committee, Sean Maloney, running in District 17 of New York. To me, that is just, it is shocking, it's disgusting, and shame on him. Uh, that is a pathetic answer, and it just shows the incredible disconnect that this party has had with the average Americans. I'm talking about the Democratic Party and the complete disconnect in so many ways. Well, joining us now to talk about his prediction for tomorrow night with Election Day, literally, uh, boy, not too far away, or literally right around the corner. If you count Dixville Notch in New Hampshire, it's literally right around the corner. And joining us now is the founder of Just the News, John Solomon. Uh, John, what do you think? First of all, let me just get you to react to this absurd comment from New York lawmaker Sean Maloney. Um, Can you believe he said this? Here he is. He's in District 17. Um, This is this new carved-out district, um, you know, essentially, where he's running up against Michael Lawler. And Michael Lawler, there's a good chance he's going to beat him, which would be huge news. And after the comment I heard about Chef Boyardee, he deserves uh, uh, definitely to be beaten. That's the most outrageous, disconnected comment. Listen, all year the Democrats have been talking past the Americans' concerns. They'd rather have 
a hearing on Donald Trump or a raid at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home than uh, acknowledge the reality that the economy Joe Biden ushered in has inflation, <clears throat> stagnation, uh, <clears throat> and uh, people are struggling to make ends meet. They have tried to use every distraction in the book, uh, and when they ran out of distractions, I guess they turned to Chef Boyardee. But it, at the end of the day, Americans feel this pain, and until Democrats acknowledge that there is this pain in the marketplace and that their policies are responsible for it, I think the Americans are going to hold them accountable. I think that's the biggest problem. When you look at the polling in the last three to four weeks, undecided voters said overwhelmingly, and including like at young levels, like 18 to 24-year-old Gen Z voters, Democrats did not make a deal with us. They didn't give us something to vote for. And so this is probably a firing election. The Democrats are going to be fired for not addressing the serious concerns that Americans have about the state of the world, the state of the economy, the state of energy, uh, and the state of crime. And in New York particularly, that is a, a big issue. Uh, but I think that that's the first, you know, the Sean Maloney comment is sort of what we've been hearing all year. It's been a rope-a-dope of the Democrats refusing to acknowledge the pain that most Americans are feeling. You know, what's also interesting, John, is the the whole like disconnect, as you talk about with crime and the inflation, um, the fact that it's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just, you know, it's not that bad. Things are OK. And meanwhile, we see the Fed raising interest rates and everything skyrocketing. Yeah. And same thing with crime. It's like they've been making jokes. And in fact, Kathy Hochul basically saying, oh, well, they're hyperventilating. The Democrats are lying, basically. And Bill Clinton making a joke about it, like, ha isn't it funny? You're just going to have to have a billy club, basically, if you go on the subway. Like, it's like it's almost something funny. Um, yeah. it's, it is, it's insulting, I think, um, to I the think voters. Right. And I think it's so condescending, like, like what, what inflation? You know, what crime? Uh, what open border? We see all these things with all of our eyes. It's so obvious. Yeah, that's it. And a few times they've told us not to trust our eyes when it comes to the border. They keep telling us, believe me, the border is secure. Don't trust your eyes when you see all those people pouring across. Don't trust those numbers that said 2.4 million people illegally crossed the border, 600,000 more got away. Uh, that sort of thing over time wears out. American people are far more perceptive than I think the current Democrat elites are giving them credit for. And I think they're going to find out the morning after this election that the Americans figured this out. And uh, all of these uh, uh, lacking of empathy comments are, are going to boomerang around. I mean, I think tomorrow night will be a tough night. We'll have to see uh, how early on the, some of the key bellwether races are. But when you see Florida count it early, if you see some of those central Florida seats go uh, from Democrat to Republican, if you see uh, uh, the New York governor's race uh, in a tight, close race, when it's normally a 17-point state, uh, you're going to know that Republicans are having a big night. If those are bigger gaps and the Democrats wins and keep some of those early seats, it might be a tighter night for the Republicans. But um, I think the, the American people in the last two weeks have overwhelmingly said in these polls, Democrats did not give us a reason to vote for in this election. Yeah, they didn't inspire. You know, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, I talk to everybody, John, and I, I've talked to many of my Democratic friends, and they have said, um, nah, we're not really interested in voting this time. Like, there's an yeah. apathy there. And, and they, exactly, just like you said, they don't feel driven to the polls to vote, whereas there is an energy on the Republican side. Uh, because people are so fed up and so disgusted yeah. and and just see the numbers and feel lied to and, and are worried about quality of life and quality of their pocketbooks. 
Yeah, it is. This is a are you better off than you were two years ago election, if there ever was one. And is the world better off, too? I think a lot of people look around the world and say it was a lot more stable two years ago than it is now. And I think that that's going to be the driving factor for those who get up and go and vote. They say there's two things always to watch for. The, um, I've interviewed about uh, a dozen pollsters and about 40, 50 people that are monitoring the the polling and the internal numbers for each campaign. Uh, there is a belief, and uh, Robert Cahaley at Trafalgar has this theory, that there's a much larger uh, Republican wave than what's actually predicted by the polls. There's a silent majority that's not going to talk about anyone, but they're so fed up with the state of the country, they're going to go out and vote. They're just not talking to pollsters. If that happens, it'll be a very strong night for Republicans. Another factor that sometimes happens, it almost never happens with Democrats, but some people think it might be a factor. Democrats are so frustrated and ashamed of where their party is, and they kind of know their party's not that popular. They don't have the energy, the mojo. Most of the bad news is Democrat-oriented. That Democrats may not be, um, they may be underrepresented in the polls. That's a very rare thing to happen in polls, but some people are, are open to the possibility that there may be an undersampling of Democrats this year because Democrats are so demoralized by the record of this president. But the, you know, the, the middle ground that most people feel confident with right now, 25 seats in the House is sort of the common number I heard from Democrats and Republicans, uh, two-seat pickup in the Senate. Uh, and then if Robert Cahaley's right, that could go up to five seats. And uh, if, if Robert Cahaley's right, they could go up to 35, 37 seats in the House. And if the uh, undercounting Democrat philosophers are right, uh, there could be a little bit smaller than those margins. Yeah, and again, uh, they don't need that many to take control. Um, but yeah. but uh, I agree with you. It's looking like a very good night for the Republicans. Before I let you go, um, John, I got to get your reaction to this comment by Joe Biden, who nearly fell off the stage again. Um, here he was. He's in Westchester. And like he always seems to do, he says the part, I guess it's like the quiet part out loud. And yeah. now they're trying to like, you know, clean up on aisle seven. Here he is uh, making this comment after a climate change denier uh, starts talking to him on the stage. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. Have survived four years of offshore drilling. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. What a mess. So today, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, had to do like flips, not just circle yeah. back sockies, but she had to do <laughs> flips, right, John? She's like, what yeah. he really meant was, I mean, Pennsylvania, which again is like a huge key state. Um, yep. They're number three, by the way, in the country that's, in terms of like coal. This is a really significant comment. It's Pennsylvania. Right. Where that, fracking is so big. Exactly. You know? As soon as I heard that, I was like, uh, Pennsylvania ain't going to like that. Yeah. No, listen, Joe Biden has been a train wreck when it comes to recent comments. He had gas at $5 when he entered office. It wasn't. It was $220. Uh, he hasn't had uh, – he's been off the mark on a lot of things and, and actually getting flagged now by Twitter and truth checkers in ways I didn't see at the beginning of his presidency. But things like this really hurt. In, in, in razor-thin races where gas prices are a really significant issue, this hurts because they hear the president say, wait, no more drilling. Well, where are we going to get our energy from? Uh, Saudi Arabia, Russia? That doesn't work. So I think he put with these sort of comments, uh, which, by the way, rocketed across the social media very quickly, uh, put some of these races in even a tougher spot for Democrats that are already slogging to try to to stay up with the, the red tide that is building. Yeah, no question about it. Um, John, thank you so much. I always love 
your perspective. And thank you so much for being with us. I know how busy you are, and we greatly appreciate it, John. Uh, Thanks, Rita. Great to be with you. Thank you very much. Uh, The great founder of Just the News and great investigative journalist, John Solomon, uh, giving us his predictions and his take. He always has such a good pulse on all of this stuff, guys. When we come back, we are going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. You are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, good old Joe Biden said no more drilling, which is clear. He's always said, oh, I'm not attacking the fossil fuel industry. I'm not attacking oil and gas. No, he's just saying no more drilling. Basically, I'm going to put millions of you out of business. And he admitted it over the weekend and couple that with inflation. That's at a 41-year high. Couple that with what's happening at the border, the highest number of illegal migrants crossing since he took office, 55 million million that is a staggering number couple that with crime uh we're talking about crime especially in the new york race where crime is up 31 percent uh so it is incredible that doesn't even include ukraine afghanistan the list goes on and on and one georgia voter of course georgia is one of the first places where the polls close they close at 7 p.m eastern time uh one voter there basically summed it up best take a listen President Obama was famous for saying never underestimate Biden's ability to F things up. He's effed everything up since he's taken office, at least at least to me, at least to me, from the moment he shut down the Keystone Pipeline to and all those executive orders that he signed till now. I can't think of anything that he's done that I would agree with. Well, I have to agree with that voter. Boy, are things a mess, a mess, a mess. Uh, let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Um, Dave, your thoughts about all this. And, and I want to ask you in particular about this comment where Biden said over the weekend in New York, no more drilling. My first thought was, uh, boy, he's made that Pennsylvania race uh, even more difficult for crazy Fetterman. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting comment because, you know, what I the left portrays themselves as the clean energy party. They want to save the planet. And I, and honestly, it's a cover to just to continue to manage the decline of America. If you want to transition our hydrocarbon primarily economy to an alternative energy or cleaner energy, we need to have a vibrant economy, one that's booming, that's, that can afford such an expensive transition and enable people to afford to pay for that technology. And they're doing everything they can to destroy our economy. So they're, they're undermining any effort to try to have a green economy. So, I mean, I, I just, when you hear Biden say those things I, I, and they're trying to promote green economy, we've got to call them out and say they don't want, they don't care about ending a green economy. It's, it's a big con job. And even though I believe, and I, I love to see the economy, we use alternative clean energies, but you can't facilitate that and be pragmatic at it by destroying your economy. Absolutely. And you know what? You also have to find a transition. I mean, there are people who believe, yeah, maybe decades from now, maybe 50 years, maybe 100 years, maybe even less, obviously, there could be a transition, but you got to have a backup. You don't suddenly do, you know, say, I'm going to go to windmills and I'm going to put millions of people out of work at a time where things are really tough in this country. Have no backup. 
uh, just to appease to this loony lefties. And just like you said, a lot of it is rhetoric because it's destroying this country in the process. And how is that loving the country and protecting the country? And that should be our first and foremost responsibility. And I think people are going to see through it and vote at the polls against it. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and also their families, a beautiful story coming from Charleston, South Carolina. Of course, Veterans Day is November 11th. It's this Friday. It is right around the corner. But it doesn't need to be a holiday to praise these brave men and women if you're in Charleston, South Carolina. The mayor there said, quote, today we honor you for your service and also everything you have done here at home and around the world for your valor and your great service to our nation. And that's because on Sunday, uh, the Ralph H. Johnson VA Healthcare System hosted its 22, 22nd Veterans Day Parade, showing gratitude for all that veterans have done. Everything we see, everything we do is because of our veterans. Every freedom we have is because of what they did. We're privileged to take care of them at the VA, and our city loves their veterans, said the head of the VA healthcare system there. Uh, meantime, the parade included veteran motorcycle groups, also service organization floats, and a flyover, which is always so cool, from Joint Base Charleston. And that was an emotional moment for veterans to see. Eric Baldoni, who is a veteran with Combat Vets, a great organization, said, quote, at the same time, when we have the city come out to support us, it just melts our hearts. I am tearing up as I think about it. By the way, uh, the Navy Federal Credit Union just recently named Charleston as one of the best cities in the nation for veterans to move to. And what a beautiful, beautiful story. All of you know I went to University of South Carolina. I'm a Gamecock. And so uh, there are so many great patriotic folks there in the Carolinas for sure. Well, we are, of course, talking about the midterm elections now just right around the corner. And I have no doubt that these midterms are definitely a referendum on Joe Biden and they're definitely a referendum on the Democratic Party. If you look at Democratic, just the policies, it's been a disaster. I mean, the economy is an utter disaster. It's just an abomination right now. You look at the numbers. How can you say it any other way? Uh, We've got inflation at a 41-year high. We have people worried about what they're going to be able to do in terms of buying gifts for the holidays. Are they able to buy Thanksgiving dinner this year? People are freaking out when they go to the grocery store. They're freaking out when they go to the gas station. And we have a president who can't even keep track of what the average price of gas was when he took office. Remember, he gave the wrong amount. 
and he can't even keep it straight. These figures, he can't even stand on the stage. He's been like falling off the stages. And then when he does talk on the stage, it's like, oh, let's hurry up and get him off. He's not helping the party. And you could tell so many of the candidates do not want him out on the campaign trail. I mean, he's been going to, he went to Kathy Hochul's in New York, uh, which is typically a blue, blue state. We'll see what happens. That could turn. Of course, he went out to Illinois, obviously, uh, pretty much a blue state. He was there in Chicago. Obviously, Maryland is his final stop, a big blue state. And that's because anybody that has their race basically on the line, other than Kathy Hochul, pretty much, because her race is definitely on the line, they don't want him because he is just an utter disaster. And I find it so incredibly insulting that the Democratic Party, here it is on the cusp of this major, major election. This is a major moment, I think, in our history is which way we're going to go as a country. The Democrats just want to think that we're just going to buy their bunch of hogwash that, oh, the economy is basically not that bad. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about crime. It's, you know, it's inflated. It's a GOP conspiracy. Don't worry about the border. It's not that bad. This, to me, is so insulting, the tactic that they have taken. And I think it's going to backfire on the Democrats big time. I think the average American just is so disgusted with what they're seeing every single day. And the fact that Democrats aren't even talking about the issues that matter to them. They're talking about January 6th. They're talking about Trump. They're saying, you know, the world's going to basically come to an end if you don't vote for the Democrats. And don't worry about your pocketbook. Don't worry about crime. Don't worry about any of these things. To me, it is such a tone deafness. And I think that they will pay dearly at the polls. I think there is no doubt they will get hammered at the polls. It's just a question of right now how poorly they will do with the voters because people are just fed up. They are fed up and they're fed up about being talked down to and about this denial to me is just it's irresponsible and it's downright insulting. And even independents and Democrats just find it so offensive. And I think that Democrats will see the result. I think the American public will give them a resounding no. Uh, in the words of Donald Trump, they're going to say, you're fired. They're going to pull an apprentice out, I think, at the polls and basically say, we don't want you anymore. This is not the way America should work. And we're supposed to be all in it together and supposed to be able to say, let's get the economy going. Let's get our streets safe again. Let's get our borders safe again. Um, Let's try to fix all these things that can easily be fixed if you have good leadership. But if you have irresponsible leadership, we have already seen the results of that. And Americans don't want it anymore. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is Judge Jeanine Pirro earlier today talking about how she thinks that Republicans have to win because Democrats basically say, guess what? Uh, it's the end of the world if they don't stay and have autonomous power. Right now, you know, they've got the White House. They have both parties. They've got Albany and New York. I mean, think about they've got like so many state houses around the country. People want balance. People want checks and balances. And that's what she says this is all about. Take a listen. If Republicans don't win, law and order will continue to be out of control because of the Democrat policies that we are experiencing, especially in New York State. 
if the Republicans don't win, it will be it will continue to be the end of free speech, as we saw with big tech and the election in 2020, when they wouldn't allow us to even talk about Hunter Biden. If the Republicans don't win, uh, then it will be a threat to democracy because it will be the end of education where teachers believe they should be able to trans our kids and talk about 1619 without our knowing about it. And finally, they want one party rule, which is evidenced by the, their repeated degradation of anyone who isn't a Democrat. That's what's at stake. And that is what they are at stake. They're basically saying, you know what? Take it or leave it. Our policies are really the only policies that are correct. And anybody else that challenges us questions Hunter Biden, questions Fauci, questions the economy, questions crime. uh, Well, then we don't want you and you're a threat to democracy. Are you kidding me? How insulting and how utterly condescending and how outrageous. I've never seen a party, A, be so desperate, so disgusted. And it's because, guess what? They know that there's a lot to challenge. I can't wait to see hearings as to, hey, what happened with Hunter Biden? I can't wait to see hearings about Joe Biden. I can't wait to see Mayorkas finally ask some questions about what really happened at the border. And why did you lie about the uh, the Border Patrol agents falsely accusing them of whipping? You know, I can't wait to find even some more questions maybe about what happened in Afghanistan. And I can't also wait from day one if Lee Zeldin gets elected for him to get rid of Alvin Bragg. I will be clapping loudly at that one because that guy has been an utter disaster. And he epitomizes soft on crime, not just in New York, but around the country. And listen to Michael Moore. Uh, This is that actor, the buffoon, who I can't believe he actually said this. He actually said part of the reason that Republicans may do well is that Americans are just not that smart. Like, in other words, he's smarter than everybody else And he knows the right way. Nobody else does. Listen to what he had to say. This is so outrageous and just shows the the uh, just utter disdain, I think, that Democrats have for the average American. The American people, they're treated like they're we're all a bunch of dummies. They're not idiots. Okay, now, granted, there's 330 million people in the country, maybe a good 80 to 90 million. (laughs) aren't very bright. No offense to those of you watching who aren't bright, but that's, you know, you're watching MSNBC, so I'm making an assumption that you're, that you know what's going on. In other words, you know, either you're Democrat or you're stupid. I mean, how is that inspiring people? That's inspiring people to get out and vote and get rid of these morons. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robbie. Line two. Robbie, your thoughts about all this? Hey, Rita, how you doing? I haven't heard Fauci in a while. When you just said that, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever happened with him? I know. You know what? I was just kind of talking <laughs> off the top of my head, and I'm thinking, yeah, good old Fauci has never responded. I'd like to have, you know, the origins of uh, at least looked into. I mean, the fact that this president doesn't seem to care, you know, uh, the origins of the virus that killed millions yeah. of people around the world, that he's given yeah. them a free pass. I mean, it's like, what? What is it? What? What is somebody hiding in all these things that you would ignore? What is such an obvious thing that needs to be looked at? Well, that's what I think. I think this. I was telling you, call screen. I worked in New York City for twenty years, retired recently, but in the South Bronx, last ten years has been a, a, a feeling there that they're getting tired of being made promises from the left the Democrats, and that you know the promises are broken. The last two years was the pushing, you know, the tipping point. 
uh, with the riots. They're not. They're more conservative. These folks in the inner city, South Bronx, Washington Heights, than a lot of people think. They're more family oriented. They're not down with extreme climate and the abortion issue and all these other things. So what? What do you think, think? Hey, Rob. What do you think? Do you believe that um, that Lee Zeldin may pull it out tomorrow night? Is that what you're thinking? I think so. Um, you know, it's it's the feeling you get. You know, I worked for the sanitation department. When you pick up people's garbage in front of their house in their building, you get to know them. And and the feeling was then they're they're, they're more conservative than you know. The, the, I hate the way the left calls them. You know, they say they're black and brown people. These are human beings. You know, there's Africans, there's Dominicans, there's Puerto. These are these are people. They they just marginalize them and say, when the time comes to vote, you know, vote for me. And it's really sad because these are human beings. They, 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 they don't want to be uh, paying these crazy prices on fuel. They can't afford it. The rents are going up, and it's going to be, like you said before, a referendum. Hopefully. I'm not going to say they're all going to be go- voting uh, Republican, but I think you're going to see a big movement towards the right. I think so, too. And by the way, Robbie, to your point, we've seen a number of polls that are showing um, that African-Americans and Hispanics um, – are leaning more to the right than they ever were in the past. Because just like you said, I mean, no voting block is sort of monolithic. Um, everybody looks, you know, they're they're assuming, okay, if uh, this one issue, well, okay, maybe they'll vote for us. And I think a lot of times the Democratic Party has taken a lot of groups for granted. And those people, everybody, everybody wants safe communities. Everybody wants, you know, as good money as they can for them and their families and their kids. Um, and and want safe streets and safe schools and all these issues um, that the Democrats have just kind of basically ignored everybody on. It doesn't matter, you know, what your skin color is, um, you know, what your religion is. We all see it. It's so obvious and it's so over the top the way crime is and the way inflation is. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll never forget, like, you know, many, many months ago when I went to the grocery store, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe how big this bill is. You know, and then get one to the gas station. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how big this is. You know, it's like we all see it. We all feel it. And I have friends, you know, of all different races, colored creeds, and they are fed up. They are so disgusted and so frustrated, and they don't like being talked down to. And we all deserve better. Uh, and that's why it's important to get out and vote. Absolutely get out and vote. Let's go to Norm. Uh, line five. Go ahead, Norm. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, yes, uh, I voted already. Two beautiful days yesterday in your hometown of, uh, of the Marine Park on Avenue U with Bid uh, Rosenberg and uh, Dove Hikins. And we had a huge rally yesterday, Lee Zeldin rally. Oh, that's great. Um, over, over 100 people, um, mostly people from the, the Jewish community. Uh, Orthodox, which I am not, but uh, a lot of Orthodox Jews were there. Yeah, by the and... way, did you? I don't know if you heard, Norm, earlier we had um, uh, John McLaughlin, and he was talking about um, in some, you know, some pockets uh, that have in the past, um, not necessarily the Orthodox, but but that they are incredibly supportive of Lee Zeldin, oh, yeah. and that some groups uh, that in the past were not supportive of a Republican seem to be coming out more and more. Are, are you getting that sense from being out there? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, big time. I look, I don't see any or very little local support in the city of New York. Very little. 
Um, I today I was with Lee Zeldin and uh, his campaign people down and all our all our supporters uh, down at the South Ferry Staten Island terminal uh, in Manhattan. Uh, we had a press conference and a uh, a rally, and um, I don't know thirty. 40 people were there, our guys, and uh, zero, zero, um, anything negative. Um, I saw oh, three or four Kathy Hochul people, uh, appeared to be paid union people. Um, so, Norm, what's uh, your message? What's your message to folks? We just have a, a little bit left. Is, my message is, as Bob Dylan sang in that great song, the times, they are a change in. So time to get out and vote and make that change happen. Oh, get Norm. out and vote. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, get, get, get out and vote. I voted. If you haven't voted already, vote for Lee Zeldin. <laughs> Norm, thank you very much. And Lee is, uh, Lee is a great, great guy. And it is time to take New York City back and make sure that we get rid of these thugs and these sort of coddling of criminals. Uh, it's, it has been unbelievable to see the decline in New York um, just in the last few years. It's been stunning. Absolutely stunning. And I can't imagine New York getting worse. I can't imagine the economy getting worse, crime getting worse. So many of these layers, um, you know, and we're already hearing from many politicians, including many Democrats, saying what they will do. Um, And that's basically nothing. And that doesn't bring anybody any comfort. So that should galvanize folks to get out. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue with your calls when we come back. You are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. We are right around the corner, right around, I mean, Knoxville, uh, Dixville Notch in New Hampshire, voting very soon. And then another little town there. And then polls opening very, very soon. We are on the cusp of Election Day 2022, and I'm thrilled to be with you. The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, we are hearing, by the way, the Powerball. I got tickets. I would still show up to work even if I won. At least for a few days. No, I would definitely. I would take everybody, all my colleagues out for dinner and drinks and all that. That's the kind of person I am. And I love being here with all of you. But I just heard that it's delayed due to some sort of security protocols. We're trying to get details because this was going to be the biggest draw, some sort of technical glitch. Isn't this amazing? Some sort of glitch causing the biggest Powerball in American history to be delayed. As soon as we get details on that, we'll keep you posted. And, of course... Big election day, the midterms now, literally just right around the corner. Uh, I am so excited. It's going to be, I think, an amazing day. And I'm thrilled that I am going to be with you uh, for there are WABC listeners and also folks who want to listen. You can go to WABCradio.com. You can also listen here on 77 WABC Radio, our flagship station. And Dominic Carter, my buddy, and I will be doing it. We'll be here from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, remember, a lot of the polls start closing at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So Dom and I will have some big updates, even at 8, uh, at least some preliminary readouts. Um, 7 o'clock, I think it's Georgia, New Hampshire, Florida. Um, some of them may be coming in. We'll see. Um, you know, some of the, at least some areas might be coming in. We may be able to get a read if the red wave is starting to happen or not. 
Um, and also, we will be with you through the night. And then I'll be joining you again here, same time as we always do, um, every night. I will be joining you here. That's 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern time I'm talking about. Uh, I will be here solo as we get more and more election results coming in. So I'll be with you all night, and you definitely want to tune in starting at 8 p.m. with me and the wonderful Dominic Carter. The two of us are going to be doing the best coverage anywhere with all the latest updates. we got a whole team in place. We have some amazing guests, too, and we will get you the best results as soon as they come in and some top notch analysis. I can't wait. I adore Dominic. And we're going to have an amazing election night together with all of you. So make sure that you watch uh, on WABCradio.com. Tune in there also on WABC Radio if you're locally in New York. Um, And then also we'll be with you tomorrow night too through the night as results are coming in. I can't wait. It is going to be amazing, everybody, as election night 2022 is right on the cusp, everybody, literally. Uh, What are your thoughts? And will there be this red wave? Will it be a red tsunami? Uh, Will it be a a red splash? What are your thoughts? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Denise, uh, line two. Denise, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Rita, thank you so much for taking my call. It was a pleasure. We're at the finish line. We have watched this administration for the past two years. They have a track record that is a pure destruction. It is transparent. And at the very last, they're pulling out the big guns to lie to us, to uh, distort, to smear. And the bottom line is that it doesn't work. Where we can see what this administration and what they stand for, it is time for us to unite as we have as Americans in the past, to unite for those who have given their lives for to find who we are as Americans and to put the Democrats out of office once and for all, take our country back, move forward, and put this election down in history as a unifying force of what we stand for as Americans, still, yet, and forever. Yeah, get out and vote is also the bottom line, Denise. You know, the bottom line, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've been telling everybody, talk to your neighbors, talk to strangers, talk to whoever it is, get them out to the polls, because especially in these tight elections, everybody, every single vote counts. And it is so critical to get out and to get other people to come out. It's supposed to be fairly good weather. That's the great news. Um, We're hearing in some parts of the country there will be potentially, by the way, believe it or not, a little bit of snow and a little bit of rain in Las Vegas area, actually closer to Reno, um, but some parts out west. But the other parts of the country are supposed to have very mild, very good Election Day weather. Uh, So there's no reason. And even if it's uh, snowing in Reno, you got to get out to Reno to vote. And everybody around the country, get out and vote. It is pivotal. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. Election Day 2022. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.